0: Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, Ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman & Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. I want to thank our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark. Patrick, um, I've been waiting for this interview for a while now. We've got Yolanda Salgado Tovar and Diane Olette, who are employment services specialists for the County of Santa Barbara. How about that? Perfect for a business show. How are you, ladies?
1: We're doing great. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank
2: you for so having
0: you us today. Turn on your voice recognition because the voice on the left is Diane, and on my right is Yolanda. (laughs) Uh, So do we have stereo turned on today? Yeah, sure, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I love that. So um, it's an interesting topic, because 805 Connect and this project is is about businesses, small businesses, and helping employers, and helping people uh, be successful at business, and a big part. And we talk about all ranges of that. I mean, we we talk about the psychology of the CEO, and we talk about all kinds of things. Today, though. We're gonna talk about employment and recruiting and staffing and, and all of the things related to that. And why I was so excited about this when we first met Yolanda was I didn't realize how many free services were available to employers. And um, so I wanna talk about that, but I also wanna let you know as, as I was reading through all of our uh, the material that we're gonna to cover today, that I'm actually a product of, I don't know what it was called back then in 1974. UCSB, I was working in off-campus food service, and they subsidized half of my salary to put me through a management training program as a 19-year-old. And that's where I learned, uh, I was a chef, Mm -hmm. but I learned how to be a chef manager which put me in an entirely different career track, mm-hmm. knowing, having both sides, but it was underwritten by the state. And I'm as I'm reading everything, oh, hold it, this is, uh, you're still doing this. And it, it dramatically affected my whole career because it, it, it put me into the business side of cooking, as well as, well, I didn't get to, I didn't leave cooking, I stayed on both. So that's, so I'm very excited about the conversation. So tell me about, you know kind of employer services at no cost just kind of the big picture kind of set the tone
1: well basically what it is is uh it's an uh we check with employers to see what they need and we have different programs to hopefully fill their needs in particular we help them with uh employment and finding job um, and matching up job seekers with uh, the employment opportunities.
0: So, do you do you primarily work with the business owner, or is it with the job seeker, or is it kind of balanced between both?
2: It's kind of a balance between both. Um, we generally uh, work with employers. We're out there networking our uh, both of our programs and our recruitment services, and um, to try to you know. Um, not encourage employers, but um, to let them aware of the benefits of, of our program. So, and what we're doing is we're, we're matching that employer with a job seeker. Mm. So, um, job seekers, you know, come into our programs, both of those programs, for assistance and services. And one of the services that uh, we can offer them now is on the job training and then also our jobs uh, subsidized employment.
0: So, uh, just a, a little bit more on the context side, um, one of the challenges we hear a lot is that it's really hard to find qualified people in the region and that that's a that a, and um, housing are a uh, inhibitor to growth. Where, where, where do you stand on that? Do you, do you feel that that's it's hard to find people and, and what are we doing about that? Is that a fair question?
1: Yes, and it it is. And, uh, you know, in our programs, it is difficult. We don't have a huge candidate pool. And although we do match up, like I said, job seekers and employers, we might not have one for every industry, for Mm -hmm, instance. mm -hmm. And it is true right now. The unemployment rate is very low here in Santa Barbara or in Santa Barbara County, I should say.
0: And our, our listeners are um, not just in Santa Barbara, so we go up to San Luis Obispo and we go to Ventura. In fact, half of the listeners aren't even in, in this region, right? So oh. that's a great thing about a podcast, it's international. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're trending in Finland and Venezuela, and, but the, the business issues are the same. So I mm-hmm. think that people could find these kinds of services in whatever jurisdiction they're in, Right. There's there's some way to find this. So let's let's get into some specifics. There's there's now there's this thing called the Workforce Investment Act, which is a program. Tell me tell me about that.
2: Well, the um, the Workforce Investment Act was uh, it's a federally funded program, but um, It uh, is now uh, called the WIOA program which is the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. That act supersedes the Workforce Investment Act program which uh, is a federally funded program and um, it was uh, designed to assist individuals with the services and the training education and employment uh, services that they're going to need to make that attachment back to the workforce
0: so this is where you get the money to do the kinds of things that you need to do right for, the, a, for these
2: yes that the the, the, uh, the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act is a federally funded program and uh, one of the services that we have for job seekers that come in uh, to our program is the on-the-job training and that's one of the uh, programs so that, that we're going to talk about today. Is that today. the
0: similar thing that, that I had? Was that.
2: I would say so. It sounded like it. It, it sounded like it, Mark. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's an opportunity for a job seeker. Uh, the on the job training program is an opportunity for a job seeker to be um, employed with an employer that has an open position and they don't quite meet all the requirements for the job.
0: Mm, so there has to mm, be a
2: skills gap there. Right. And we call it the skills deficiency.
0: And the employer's gotta be open to the fact that this isn't the exact perfect person, but exactly. they're actually gonna get they're gonna get trained but the employer gets compensated. Right.
2: The benefit oh, for the employer it. is that there's a reimbursement but so oh. that goes back to the employer. 50% of the wages are paying that employee, 50%, 50% and they can actually be reimbursed up to $5,000. The training period cannot be any longer than 26 weeks. So Right. Well, you want to
0: onboard them and get them up and, and being a productive member right, of, oh, of the workforce, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So and, and what happens is that reimbursement offsets that training cost for the employer. Right. Right. So, um, now do
0: you have a lot of, so I'm, I'm, I'm I, do you have a lot of employers taking advantage of this? Or are you looking for business? I mean, it's kind of like, hey, we've got this great thing. We need to have pe- more people yeah. taking advantage of it. Well, or do you have as many as you can handle? What's, what's your capacity?
2: Well, we're out there marketing, and I say we're out there marketing. Yolanda markets the Santa Barbara area and right. Galita and Carpinteria. I market the area uh, Lompoc, San Inez Valley, Solvang and Buellton. Right, North County. Right. Or, or actually Central County. And the North County is Santa Maria right. and Guadalupe and Orchid. And then we have a, a job developer up in that area that uh, networks with employers up there.
0: So are there as many businesses taking advantage of this as should be? Maybe that's the question.
1: You know, I don't think so. Uh, we. I found that a lot of people still don't know about it.
0: Right, that's what I'm thinking.
1: And yeah. so we—that's one of the reasons I think we were hired—is to be able to go out there and spread the word. Oh, mm-hmm. so
0: that's yeah. specifically what you do—is you're out uh, uh, amplifying the message.
2: Exactly. We're we're job developers. I mean, we're we're employment services specialists, but we're out there job developing. Uh, job sites. And so we network out there in in our territory, our area through Santa Barbara County to share our services with these employees. Well, yeah, this is fantastic you know, stuff. And we need
0: all the help we can get. Ladies. Oh, yes,
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and really, I mean, there, there are um, on many occasions when, you know, I'm uh, out there networking with employers going door to door. Really? And yes, yes. And um, there's a great many of them that have never heard of our program.
0: Well, um, what we'll do is, listener, um, uh, in the show notes, uh, ladies have been very nice to give us very, very detailed information on all of these programs. I'll post all of that in the show notes with ways for them to get in touch with you. uh, And then I'll put some links uh, for Ventura and uh, San Luis Obispo as well. uh, Because I think that you know, as, as small business people, ninety you know, 99% of the businesses in San Luis Obispo are all less than four employees. Wow.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that either. I mean, there's so much I've learned with the 805 Connect project that yeah. I, I didn't know before. We hear the big companies. So so that's the on-the-job training. And, and how, how does someone become an uh, on-the-job training participant? So maybe someone's thinking about gosh, I'd really go like to work at that advertising agency or I'd like to work at that manufacturing plant. How do, how do they sign up?
2: Well, in, in order to be an OJT participant, you need to um, be determined eligible for the Workforce Innovation and okay. Opportunity Act. And there's some um, eligibility requirements that uh, a job seeker, actually it could be for the unemployed and underemployed you know and um, so there's some qualifiers that uh, that they would that what they would need to meet. And we can
0: find all that because there's, there's lots of uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's and, right. and so we'll, we'll have all that right. information up there so they can they can see right, if they qualify right. or not. Right. Right. So this um, th- the other thing that you do is is it's called JOBS, the Joint Opportunities Building Skills Subsidized Employment Program. What's Tell me about that, what is jobs?
1: You know, that is something, uh, it's one of my favorite programs in the county because it's one of the programs that really makes a difference to uh, changing people's lives.
0: Okay, that's story time. Tell me a story of how that changed someone's life.
1: Well, for example, I have to preface it by saying that the participants of this program are people who are on public assistance. In other words, they're in CalWORKs, and they have children under the age of 18, and their family is, uh, has deprivation. Okay? okay. So these people come to us and they say, uh, you know, I really want a job. But they probably have very little experience, very few skills. And so that's a barrier for them to getting the job. Sure. So they come to us and they say, you know, help me. And what we do is we match them up with uh, an employer who's willing to train them, and the county hires them as extra help, and then they are – and so, you know, it's a match. And what we do then is that um, they are able to develop their skills and um, bolster their resume. And so an example of this was this woman who came in, and she was on public assistance, and she was very, very smart. Mm. And she – But she never had an opportunity to really prove herself. So what we did is that she, uh, we placed her in an administrative um, assistant position within the county with an executive team. And she's so, she became known as the person. Really? Yeah, yeah, she became known as the person who learned things very quickly. Oh. And uh, she was known for her exceptional organizational skills and her wit in dealing with all the different personalities she had to deal with. Um, so she earned people's respect. She proved herself and was at the end of this. She was hired on and is now working to help other people in public assistance.
0: Wow. Well, that's a great story. Now, is that, is that period also like the OJT? It's a, a short period of time. Is, is this jobs like limited, this program limited in scope to time? And then depending on how well they do, they get offered a full-time job?
1: uh you know it is a six-month employment agreement got it but it could be extended if it's in the benefit of the participant as well as the employer um but at the same time if it's not working out we don't have to yeah yeah
0: sure sure
1: yeah but um otherwise it's What, what do you
0: think your success rate is on that i mean i it feels like there's a people probably don't know that this exists. And B, the, there is there a long line out the door of people wanting to get into this program? Or are you having a hard time finding people to fill this as well?
1: Well, uh, we have a lot of employers who are willing to take participants. Oh, great. But great. we do not have a very large candidate pool. See, really?
0: Yeah, you see, these people
1: have to self-select to be in the program, and... Uh, so
0: you can't market to them?
1: We can market to them, but first of all, they have to qualify for public assistance. Right. Then we run a background check up to seven years. Kay. And then we have to have, um, and once that is in place, we have to be able to match them with a company that is in line with their employment goal. So there, we're limited.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm reminded of a line where they said, we, we only back stories where we know there's going to be a successful outcome and it feels like you're teeing this up that if you're going to make that investment of time and energy and the employee cuz there's a three-way contract here right mm-hmm. It's that's you it's the employer and it's the employee who's mm-hmm. got to kind of step up and take advantage of the opportunity and and hey let's you know make sure they don't have a criminal past make sure there's the willingness and work it cuz we're investing we're all investing in Entry. your success mm-hmm. And so the self-selection comes into that. Um, that's interest. That is this fascinating to me. And it feels like th- those who are uh, underserved maybe feel like there's nowhere to go, and they, they are that smart kid. Yes. you know, and it's just like just
1: hadn't gotten the chance, right?
0: So um, I mean, hit the pause button right now if there's someone in your life who, or someone you've run into, who you think could take advantage of this, because th- this. Program sounds fascinating because it's you know the the idea of just giving someone money does, doesn't solve the problem. It's I want to yeah. give them the skill and and so they get that that self confidence and that recognition and it's like other people say because they know they're smart mm-hmm. but they just for one reason or another circumstantial circumstances have have made it so they they're not able to. To succeed.
1: Although, you know, there are people who come in, like there's another young lady that we had, and she, you should have seen her. She was the type of person that didn't look at you. Just, uh, you know, she, shy very shy, very unconfident. Oh, and you should see her now. Oh, really? She is an administrative, uh, uh, also in an administrative assistant position, and you walk into her office, she looks at you, she greets you, and she's just standing up as straight as can be.
0: Now, do you put her in front of? I mean, do you are you using some of these folks' as, um, success stories? Had, had, are you allowed to? Mm.
1: If only if we get permission, and uh, and we don't normally still use names because mm. that is part of their own personal story.
0: Yeah, I, I'm thinking of like the Santa Barbara Scholarship Foundation and going to their uh, the annual uh, luncheon that they have at the end of the year to thank everybody, and they always bring out a success story where you know someone who didn't have the wherewithal to go to school is now going to school and just killing it right i mean just really doing well you love we have so many nonprofits in this town and you want to i call it follow the money i want to see okay where where did that money make an impact and clearly in the area of jobs it's such a big deal right and you know we're we're typically talking about one the one percenters at the high end on the show, right? The entrepreneurs, the mm-hmm. startups. There's all of that. Well, there's the one percenters at the other end, yeah. yes. <laughs> right? <And> right. <laughs> that that you know that there's a, there's a way there's a path for them as well.
1: Yeah. And the great thing about the people who participate in the jobs program is that by the end of this, they usually end up with a career, and I hope so, and self sufficiency for their family.
0: Do, do you track success rates? Are you allowed to talk about that?
1: You know, we—they're uh, th- tracked at a higher level than us. Uh, but I can tell you, for example, that we placed 205 people throughout the county last year. Okay. And uh, we had uh, we had 347 uh, employers who agreed to work with us.
0: That's quite a bit.
3: Yeah.
0: And at what what. When you talk to those employers, besides, I mean, there's all the what they get in terms of the compensation, and the money and all of that. But what keeps them coming back? Because I've got to think of those 347, how many of them are do, have done it more than a year? Most of them? And what is it that keeps them coming back? Do you have those conversations with them?
1: Well, what I find is that the employers, uh, some of them really just appreciate the help it's um, that extra pair of hands Sure. Um, that's immediate. But several people have said, you know, I just want to give back to the community.
0: Okay, so it's a way to give back. It's it's their way of giving back. Yeah. So they're not writing a check, that they're helping someone and they feel, and they and they get to meet them and the family and all of them. you feel like it can make it a huge difference.
1: Yes, they know that and it, but, you know going back to the fact that it's also an assistance for them particularly uh in positions which are more vocational right a great deal of um, several of the employers have said you know they just don't have training for them anymore mm. uh, such as automotive hvac he said it's just not part of their regular curriculum that people have to seek it out so we don't have enough trained people so we're more than happy to train them
0: We've cut all that out of school, right? Yeah. We just don't have budgets for mm-hmm. that, so they've got to figure out another way to get that. So let's um, let's go on to the recruitment services that you have. So um, when you're you have this thing, I love this called Cadillac service recruitment, but um, because I'm thinking of that small business owner, they just you know they, they they've got this position they need to fill and they want to do it, but they're really not sure how to do it, mm-hmm. and so give me some examples of the kinds of things you do to help them.
1: Well, one of the things that we can do is something very basic, just to post a position for them. We have uh,
0: Through your uh, network.
1: Exactly, it's a virtual recruiter. It's called Interlink, and...
0: In- it, interlink. Yes,
1: and okay. it, it's self-serve. We, employer, can go in there and post the position, his or herself, and then they can uh, canvas our database of resumes for candidates for their position. But it is something that we can do for them. They would just have to contact me. But that's where it begins. So we, can, we had an employer, for example, who came in and needed to, was going to open a big um, store. Mm. And what this employer said is, he said, I need everything. You know, help me advertise. Oh. And that's where uh, no. we started with the Cadillac service, which was um, oh. at that point, not only did we help the person advertise, we gave them uh, an application for their applicants. We screened the applications for them. We helped them set up the interviews. We got the facilities. Sounds for them like they
0: outsourced HR to you. <laughs>
3: yeah
1: pretty much. Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. And though we cannot promise this service to everyone, we simply had the staff at that time, uh, we had um, the time that uh, we could do that, uh, we really encourage employers to give us a call with their needs, and we will do our very best to help them.
0: Wow. Um, okay, so do you think that the, that's a skill set, Hiring hiring is a skill set that uh, how do you even learn that? Like, how do you learn to hire, and how do you learn to interview, and how do you learn to do all that? I mean, Patrick, do you remember getting taught any of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yes, but but uh, I, I was I think I was I was taught that by family members, and and uh, you know by having an extended family network. I think that if you <clears throat> didn't necessarily have a strong family network, you or and like you're saying, those those programs are being cut in school. You know, right? Like where Mm -hmm. where do we learn how to interview? Where is that moment where you sit in a room confidently and explain what you're good at? Or how to ask the questions.
0: You know, there was a, I took a a business class from a guy named Chet Holmes Mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, and it was how to to hire salespeople. His whole thing was about uh, (laughs) ultimate sales.
3: And- Don't you just give him some ice and send him towards some Eskimos? Isn't that the- (laughs) And a, fri- and a refrigerator, and a refrigerator. Exactly. right? Isn't that how you train uh, a as, sales as it turns
0: out uh, hiring salespeople, it's about determining ego strength because they get told no a lot and they've got to be able to handle that. And his strategy, and I've taught this to every person I've ever talked to, is um, he tells the story about how this person had gone through all the various interviews and met with various department members. And this is going to be a, you know, a head sales person. And the person, it was a guy was sitting, it was his final interview with the, with the CEO, with Chet. And he had passed with flying colors. I mean, this is like the most awesome candidate you could ever imagine. And the people he could see through the window we're looking in to see how the interview was going the last one with the boss and they're all thumbs up like this, <laughs> God, <laughs> this is the guy you know and and so Chet just looks him in the face and he goes well God you have got a resume looks fantastic and every, everybody loves you and kid, I'm looking at this and, he, and then he just stops and he looks at the guy and he goes I'm just not feeling it and he shuts up and it's at that point he tests for ego strength because the guy's either going to say, Well, I guess you know, thanks, see ya. And they get up and leave. Mm-hmm. Or they say, Have you not been listening to me for the last 30 minutes? Do you want me to go back over how I am the most amazing person you're ever going you go. to hire there in the go. world? <laughs> and, uh, and I find that, that that is a really good test. I use that not just for sales for yeah. anybody, where it's just, God, Yeah, I'm not feeling it. And they're, Oh, well, hold on and they get back to you. So um, I don't know if you teach that, but uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one just to, right. to get, cause it's that sense of resolve and that like, no, I'm the one, I'm gonna be great. And I'm gonna, there's a me size hole in your organization that I'm gonna fit into perfectly. Right? Yes. And that's, it's like, I'm gonna be so good for you. And, and that sense of confidence that, you know, and, and in your case, as you said, the woman didn't have the confidence and she got that confidence as she she found that someone's willing to create a space for her to be successful mm-hmm. and going to give you the tools and there's someone there's that nurturing caring environment it's almost an incubator like thing where and everybody's on the same page yeah. my expectation of you is you're here to learn mm-hmm. and we're going to discover what those things are that you need to learn and it's probably not just hvac or just how to you know weld but there's all the other. How do you work in a team environment? How do you work in an office environment? I was a chef for 30 years. And I went in my first office environment. And I was like, oh, I had no idea how to behave
3: <laughs> at all.
0: Mm-hmm. In the kitchen, I'm fine. But in the
3: office. Just bring them snacks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's the same. Darn. Come on. It's the Is same it? in both places. Just bring them snacks. Just bring them snacks. <laughs> <Just bring him laughs> <okay, laughs> snacks.
0: We're going to call this show Bring oh. No, them do well. not snacks. call this
3: show Bring Them <laughs> Snacks. <laughs> do you have... Do you have people ready to work right
0: now?
2: Well, um, we do. We, we have people ready to work um, with the, um, but we, we uh, don't have people for the industry or positions that employers are looking for, you know, on, on occasion. So um, we have individuals that we're working with through uh, the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act program and which is the -the on-the-job training we have participants that are coming in and receiving services um, but there might be um, uh, an occasion where we don't have an applicant or a participant that fits the needs of the employer that has made contact
0: with us. Got it, got it. Okay?
2: So, as a job developer, you know, what we encourage when we're going out there and marketing to these employers is that they can self-refer. If Mm -hmm. they, let's say they have a position that's available, and I happen to go in there at a moment where they haven't filled the position, but they just got done with all their interviewing. And they hear about my program the OJT program, and they become very interested. However, Mm. they're wanting to know, you know, do we have to select one of your participants that's already in the program, or can we refer somebody Mm. to see if they're eligible for the program? So they may have talked
0: to someone through the process, the 59th person in the list who (laughs) needed some extra skills or something and say, and, and they check all the boxes. Does that work?
2: Well, yeah, and and what happens? And, and I share this with them because th- this this happens, hmm. um, where you know I just happen to go in at a, at a good time, you know, to introduce you know to market my program with these employers, and they had just had a position come open, but and they're just at the, the last stage of their interviewing, and I share the program with them that, um, you know, you, the, the employer has to be in business for six months. That That's one of the requirements
0: Fair for enough.
2: them. Fair and they enough. have to carry workers' comp and, and liability insurance. Of course. Okay. Um, and the uh, candidate or the participant that they hire through the OJT, they have to be for a full-time position and our full-time requirement is, is at least 32 hours a week. Right. So we're not just filling this position on a temporary basis until they acquire the skills that are necessary for the job. This is long term. Yeah, this is this okay. is
0: really yeah. where, th- this is a big part of what we think about it, economic vitality is the workforce. Yeah, right, right. right, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. Got it.
2: So, I mean, we're looking th- at this as a meaningful career for this participant, okay? Right. So it, it, it needs to be full time. And the employer is the one that selects the person to hire. Even if we had candidates to um, send to him, that employer would make the selection well, It's got to be hire. a good fit. It's right? got to be everything. a good fit and they're going to know that we're not going to know that. It's right. going in. So if the employer, you know, let's say he's got two people that, you know, he's really looking at, but they're not in our program already. And, you know, he said I I would really like to hire one of these two. What do we do from here?
0: So how long does it So let's stop right there. So how long does it take I mean, you know, it's it's bureaucracy and paperwork and all that kind of stuff that's just a part of it right And there's reporting how long does it take in that exact example so it's like i've got a job opening right now i've got these two people i want to give in the program how long until i could get them hired through you is it a week or is it a month or is it three months or
2: you know we usually say it takes about it takes about two to three weeks
0: Okay, well, How, that's not bad. Two to th- three weeks. No, that's, that's not that goes bad.
2: You know, sometimes, it, and it just all depends upon the situation. If we have a candidate ready, if we have one that they want to select from a person oh, no, that we're already working, working with they're, well they're, yeah they're, they're already eligible for the program sure but then you know the the employer has to you know we have to make certain that they meet their requirements we know our participant already does because we've been working with them in the program and then it's a matter of uh, you know the career employment specialist going out there and meeting with that employer letting them know just a little bit more about the program and getting all you know, the, the necessary materials completed. And then they go into contract. There's a contract that is developed. But the career employment specialist will do all this. The employer provides some information. So and that's basically-
0: the specialist is someone in your office. Yes. We're Got the it. job
2: developers that yeah. go out to yeah. develop the site. And once we have an employer that is interested with the program, and I'm talking the, the workforce program, then a referral is made to the career employment specialist that works directly with that program right okay and they set up an appointment time with the employer and that employer will work with that career employment specialist from that point forward through the entire process through the entire training period of that participant Now.
0: And this is part of the investment, that three part investment that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, of the three hundred and sixty seven, I think I got my I think I remembered that right. Um, three hundred and forty No, that was referrals. How many employers are in the program ish? It's around that number, wasn't it? Well, I think that was
2: those numbers reflect the jobs program.
0: Great. Right. Okay, so how, how many when we how many employers
2: The two thirty eight, yeah, the we referrals, those were are for the the wheel so I'm thinking the
0: about how many businesses are in the program
2: that I really hundreds. I, I don't I I, hundreds. I I wouldn't even be able to give you a do number you, count do you have, seriously
0: do you have a goal to increase that number by some percentage every year I mean that's why you've been brought onto market so it's like we want 10 percent growth a year or do you, do you measure it that way or not
2: well, um, you know that might be measured, I'm sure, but it would be with, with someone of a of a higher authority. Different pay grade. Different <laughs> pay grade mark. Different pay grade mark. Yeah, because with any federal programs, I'm I'm sure there's 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 measures to be met, okay, yeah. and um, to keep it running and funded every year. So I'm I'm sure there you know there, there is you know some um, numbers. You know that are being looked at, and um, but our our main task, you know, is and our common goal is to get these folks that aren't working right now, who've been subjected to a layoff, or you know, who are have lost their job for whatever reason, and they come to us because they they need they need assistance. They they need our services. They they come to us so that we can, you know, give them some resources and and possibly bring them into to our program if they're determined eligible so that they can receive services whether it be training whether it be on-the-job training or whatever type of services they feel they're gonna need so that they can get back into the workforce.
0: Do you, Is is um, getting them enrolled like in City College and things like that a part of what you do? Helping them in that because I'm thinking that they're probably also ones that maybe could use a class or two. Does it, is that a part of it? I'm,
2: well, actually, what we're here for today is, is to talk about the jobs program and also the, the WIOA program and the recruitment services because that's what Yolanda and I do, Got you it. know, in, in our role. However, the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, that is a program that provides um, training and uh, training. In, um, again it's federally funded so this money that that they may be assisted with uh with the cost of putting them through a, a training program is um they don't have to pay back we can mm. um we can assist them with the we program up to five thousand dollars you know to to gain the skills that they're going to need to to make that uh, attachment to the workforce again but it has to be in a demand profession you know, what, so oh, what
0: does that mean in, and, uh, in, did you say in? well the,
2: the job has to be yeah their job goal their employment goal whatever career they, they wish to pursue okay whether and, and they come generally come to the program because they're they're in need of training to, so that they can pursue that career field it has to be a demand profession because
0: what's most in demand right now
2: well you know there, there's um, there's several I mean uh, we look at IT. Uh, you know, sure. Information technology, sure. You know, and, and and that also encompasses you know the office environment. We've got the medical industry, you know that that's that's in demand. And
0: inside of medical, what is? Because I know there's a huge nursing shortage, but I'm. What other kinds of job? Because you're are they entry level jobs mostly? Is that fair to say or not?
2: Um, not for the not for the most part. Um. You know, it's if if a person's going to you know require training to get into one of these demand professions, you know that that's where um, you know entry level well. when you get an individual that maybe has the training but not the educate but not the experience, right? It's difficult for them. Yeah, it's yeah. difficult for them, you know. And we run into that situation, you know, on occasion where, you know, somebody has just completed a training program, but now what do they do? You know, they don't have any experience to put with it. And today's job market is very competitive right now. It is. It is. You know, it's very competitive. So, um, which
0: is why having that willing employer. Right. Is a big part of this solution.
2: Well, that's it. Yes. That's right. It. Absolutely. Let's say there was an individual out there and they came in to um, inquire with the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act program, okay, the WEIL. I'll use the acronym. I don't like to use acronyms, but I will, <laughs> okay, because that is really long. Um, so let's say, for instance, you know, an individual comes in and they have just completed a, a training program on their own on their own. Sure. Because they were laid off, they were in a profession for 10 years, and their current skill set, you know, was no longer in demand for whatever reason. Maybe there were several uh, companies that that uh, employed the same type of, of you know, position that had laid off too. So the, the, you know, the environment was flooded. The, and, the market no was flooded with those. And wants
0: to leave here. Right. right.
2: right. And right. nobody wants to leave here. So right. they're going to have to reinvent themselves. Right. You know, so, so they're going to start looking into, you know, other career area, other career opportunities. So let's say um, there was an individual who received training on their own and, and they're having a hard time getting themselves back in, you know, to uh, the workforce. And especially, you know to utilize their newly you know acquired skills through their training program the on the job training would be a great avenue would be perfect right would be a great avenue. and this is the, yeah. so
0: i think you're talking someone maybe late 40 something hmm. it could right? be
2: it, well it could even it, be yeah. any age really for that matter it could be any age but as you know when we went through the recession too I, that was when i was in oh. a career employment specialist capacity with the county
3: hmm.
2: and with the we a program at that time before the wheel was superseded that but it was you know it was a pretty devastating time for a lot of folks Mm. and a lot of folks you know who had worked the same job for 15 20 years the job market was a little different back then when they were employed before they went to that 20-year position
0: right right you
2: know and so it, 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 it it could be someone you know that um didn't you know have any computer skills or didn't really have a ready-made resume and because they didn't need a resume back 20 years ago you know they got a job through word-of-mouth right yeah so
3: can I, as we're nearing the end, I want to be able to yeah. sneak my question, in, sure. which is my question is, is uh, what do the two of you see as as uh, the aspirations for this program? Like what, what is the what is what would be the great leap forward for you guys? Like what could what could come uh, and land on the table and be really great uh, for your program? Does it need more funding? Does it need more partnerships? Does it need more support uh, from the community? What 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 uh, what are your hopes for it? What what more could be done?
2: I I believe that um, if we could get this message out, you know, to a larger population and just let them know that, you know, these programs are very beneficial very beneficial and um they benefit the employer they benefit the job seeker which you know every person that we can get back to work is it boosts our economy our local economy because people are working again this is wonderful but i I, you know i'm I'm really hoping out of of this you know podcast today that Mm -hmm. we are going to reach out there you know and, and the the local population and and make them aware of what we have here you know, the, the programs that, that we're promoting and, um, and how I a, can benefit them. You
0: you there, you do, you, it's amazing how much you do. Um, you've got the uh, annual job and resource fair. There's targeted recruitment day. There's a rapid response. There's there's tons of things. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of this online so people have that. I'm going to put your contact information for Santa Barbara, Lompoc, and santa maria uh put these statistics up because I'm, I'm i'm pretty you should be very proud of, of <laughs> this work you're doing such great great work ladies we're we're at the end of our 45 minutes i mean that was painless right just boom boom <laughs> <laughs>
3: boom, boom. see yeah. thank you the l-
0: yeah. dear yeah. listener they were concerned uh, this is <laughs> yes. their first podcast as for a lot of people patrick right it's the first the podcasting's been around for 10 years but it's still new for a lot of people.
3: It's it's yes, it's a it's a young and vibrant medium.
0: We love it. Uh, this on-demand audio and I think that this This is going to open up a lot of eyes and um, hopefully we'll get some calls. And if you do call them, please tell them you heard about (laughs) it uh, (laughs) here because they'll love to go. They heard about us on the podcast. So, ladies, thank you so much. We we come to the part of the um, show where we get to name this episode. And I think you've already suggested a name, which is accessing free employer services. Do you think that's a great name for this episode? Or do we have something a little more marketing sizzle?
1: i'm happy
0: with it you like that
1: i think it fits perfect
0: perfect i love that one so uh with that uh we we've got a title for the show patrick excellent and i so thank you again for spending this time with us and and getting us more detail and and again all the there's a lot of specifics to qualify for as an employer and as a, a job seeker so that'll be we'll have all of those notes online so people can figure that out. Um, Thank you very much for helping us understand that. And I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman & Weicker Insurance Services, our podcasting partner, PullString Press, and Cielo 24 who provides the searchable captions for our show. The 805 Connect project is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. I want to thank them as well. More information about the project at 805connect.com. Patrick, how can our listener help us today?
3: Well, uh, besides, obviously, giving us good reviews and comments that we always try to respond to, uh, it would also be a good time to turn off your podcast application and call your mothers because they miss you, and it's been a while since I've told you to do that.
0: Absolutely. Everybody in this room is going to be calling their mother on the way home saying, I did a podcast. I'd love to hear from you personally. Please introduce yourself to me. Send me a note, mark at 805connect.com. I love those, reading those letters and knowing that there are live listeners out there. So uh, drop me a note. Um, And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.